In reading this week's Torah portion, Chaye Sarah, one could be lulled into thinking that it is merely a pretty tale with unimportant narratives. We have the buying of a cave, a sweet love affair between a man and a woman. What could actually be significant here? But in fact, what is going on in this Torah portion is supremely important. We are witnessing a liminal moment, a time of transition. The first matriarch of our faith has died as the Torah portion begins. And before the end of our portion, the first patriarch will as well. Huge questions hang in the air. Will the faith continue? Have they picked the right heir? Are the messages of this new culture going to be successfully transmitted to the next link in the chain? This is a crucial part of our story that hinges on the challenging time of death and a new generation. Ernest Becker in 1973 wrote a book titled, The Denial of Death. He holds that we humans don't really like to be reminded that we will pass away, that our days on this earth are limited. We prefer to take each day as if it is a foregone conclusion that another will come, and another, and another. We humans are tempted to secretly say to ourselves, why focus on finitude? We can just ignore death till, well, till our dying day. But already, in the short 23 chapters of the Torah that we have read this year, we have been reminded, shaken into awareness, yelled at, if you will. We have been told repeatedly that life is of limited duration. The very first story about humans in the Torah leads us to this very fact. Adam and Eve are told that their lives will come to an end. And then the second generation includes a murder. This is followed by many sentences of genealogy, people being born and dying. And we come to Noah's story with the deaths of, in essence, the world civilization. And then the story of Lot, with the deaths of all the people of Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot's wife. We would really have to be thick-skulled to miss that the Torah wants us to know that our lives will not go on forever. But we need these reminders because we do not want to face it. The Hebrew Bible tells us something else as well. It teaches us about the importance of continuity, lador vador, from generation to generation. Over and over in the Tanakh, we will hear about Yerusha, inheritance. We do not come into this earth empty-handed. We get to benefit from all of the wisdom that is learned before us. As Jews, we get to learn from the traditions of Judaism that are handed down to us. And we all get to enjoy the institutions that have been created. 
And let us not forget the physical edifices and other physical gifts that the prior generations leave to us. Equally important for us to consider is what we can leave as a legacy for those who will come after us. More than any other faith I know, Judaism talks about legacy. It begins here in our Torah portion. What will Abraham and Sarah leave on this earth after they are gone? What will be Moreshet Avraham Vesara, the legacy of Abraham and Sarah? I want to stop to say that I think this is an important question for a very pragmatic reason. Having been reminded that you and I will die, we need to start thinking now, if we haven't before, about what we are leaving to the next generation. In Chaye Sarah and the portions that precede it, several important gifts are given to the next generation. Gifts that we can emulate. First is the gift of religious institutions and sites. We have the first Jewish cemetery created in this portion as Abraham buys the cave of Machpelah and its surrounding field to bury Sarah and to be passed down from generation to generation for burial of this new people that Abraham and Sarah have started. From that day to this, when Jews go to a new place, the first thing we do is to consecrate land as a Jewish burial site. It's important to us to be laid to rest among our community and in a place where Jewish prayers have been said as the land was set aside as a burial place. And Abraham's act teaches us so much more if we need a cemetery so that we can be together in death, then it stands to reason that we also need to set up synagogues and Jewish homes for the aged and other Jewish institutions for Jewish living. Setting up and maintaining Jewish institutions is a legacy that is bequeathed on us from this first matriarch and patriarch of our faith. And we can all be part of ensuring that continuity. Second, a more obvious but also more challenging gift to transmit, and that is faith itself. What does God say to Abraham from the beginning? It's not that God is giving Abraham alone this connection to God. From the very first revelation, God shares that this faith is to be passed from generation to generation. But how do we pass down faith in such a secular world as we live in today? This is one of the great challenges facing the Jewish people. But when we talk about legacy from a Jewish context, this is certainly at the heart of what we must be thinking about. Are we doing what we can to ensure that the next link in the chain is created, in the chain of our people? This is up to us. There is much more to be said on this, but for the purposes of this sermon, I just leave it with us that this is one of the legacies 
that we are called upon to pass on. There is one more lesson in this portion about Yerusha legacy, and it does not come from either Abraham or Sarah, but from Rebekah and Eliezer. Rebekah, let's remember, is going to be part of that second link in the Jewish chain. What qualities should she have? What should she be offering the world? This is no doubt the question that Abraham's servant Eliezer must consider when he goes to Abraham's ancestral homeland to pick a wife for Isaac. Eliezer sets up a test to make sure that he is finding the right spouse. The story of Eliezer's search for a wife for Isaac is the longest narrative in the entire Torah. 67 verses are devoted to it. It must have a significant moral to teach us. And while the Torah is often very succinct, here we see it be unusually repetitive. Again, a sign that we should take note of its message. Eliezer prays that the woman who God has picked for Isaac will be kind, caring, and generous. He says to God, I will ask her for water, and if she offers to give me and my camels water, may she be the one that you, God, have picked for Isaac. Drawing the water from the well repeatedly in order to give it to Eliezer and his camel, camels will not be easy, so this is truly quite a test. Eliezer's prayer to God is telling number one, then the action happens exactly as Eliezer wants it to, and that is telling number two in the Torah. And then Eliezer tells the story again to Rebekah's family. That's telling number three. The message is clear. Rebekah is the sweet and caring soul who wants to do what is good for people and animals. So our portion is also teaching us that a legacy we can leave for others is our compassionate, helpful, thoughtful actions that we do while we are yet alive. Today, when a Jewish child is born, in addition to praying for the baby's health and giving him or her a Hebrew name, we say another blessing. It sums up what our tradition teaches here in Genesis. We pray that the parents will be mindful of the gifts of legacy that they can pass on to this new child. The prayer says, Ken yekanes le Torah, le chupa, ulama'asim tovim. May these parents bring this child to the study of Torah, there's the passing on of the faith piece, to the chupa, a wedding, but I would also suggest that this is a hope for continued Jewish institutions of which the house is just the first. And we say, to a life of good deeds. Legacy, it's so important in our faith. Friends, till this day, we frequently see Jewish names being put on buildings, hospitals, programs, foundations. Why? 
It is because we instill the importance of being philanthropic, yes, and of leaving something on this earth for the next generation. We talk about bettering this planet. We Jews are not so concerned with the next life. It is what we can do in this life that is our focus. How long should we work on legacy? Do we get to stop at some point? Rabbi Adin Steinsaltz, one of the greatest Jewish minds of our time, said that the Jewish approach to life considers that the person who has stopped going on, stopped contributing, who feels a completion, a sense of peace, of a great light from above that has brought him to rest, this is someone who has lost his or her way. We are meant to continue giving, to build our legacy here on earth for as long as we can. The Talmud sums all of this up this way. Rabbi Tarfon said, life is short, the work is great, the workers, that's you and me, are lazy, the reward is great, and the master of the house, you know who that is, presses us on. Like Abraham and Sarah and Rebecca, may we focus on our legacy. Amen. We are gifts and we are blessings, we are history in song. We are hope and we are healing, we are learning to be strong. We are words and we are We are carriers of wisdom, not the first and not the last. The door of a door, the door of a door, we protect this chain from generation to generation.
bring us meaning we will have the strength to say the door of our Door, these lips will. 